Welcome to Ravel Radio. I'm your host, Kara Steinman, and I'm all about helping women entrepreneurs get connected. We live in a society that benefits from women being disconnected from ourselves and disconnected from each other, often at the expense of our financial, physical, and mental health. And that really pisses me off. I believe the key to dismantling those systems of oppression lies smack dab in the collective power of women. I've made it my mission to help remove the obstacles that keep us separate so we can join forces, build more wealth, and make a bigger impact together than we ever could alone. These are the conversations that will get us there. Who's coming with me? Welcome back to Ravel Radio. I am so thrilled to have my friend Cynthia Pacheco here today with me. Thank you, Cynthia. Thanks, Cara. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, Cynthia and I met randomly on a networking call on, what was that called? Lunch Club. Lunch Club, that's right. It, it got to be too much for me, but I did enjoy it for a little while. Maybe it was just there to so I could meet you. I don't know. But <laughs> yes, yes. And then I was, I think your podcast was the first one I was ever interviewed on a couple last year, maybe. Really? Yeah, I oh, was cool. not on the podcast circuit prior to that. So that was pretty exciting. <laughs> Thank you for that. And now here yeah. you are on Ravel Radio, and we're going to talk about SEO. So why don't you introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Cynthia Pacheco. I'm the owner and founder of Digital Bloom IQ, and we are an SEO agency that helps female founders get found in Google and change the world. I've been running my business for seven years. Initially, uh, wasn't doing SEO, just a lot of Google Google Analytics, um, set up reporting analysis. And then I quickly realized, hey, there's all these incredible female entrepreneurs online that are avoiding their SEO and avoiding their <laughs> Google Analytics, right? We still do a lot of Google Analytics through SEO. And it's just this area that I still feel is just ignored, especially as female businesses. So that's kind of my mission to be this um, safe and friendly face to look at this area of your online business because it it's a powerful tool um, to to be used. How do you how do you address the idea that there's so much content? Like personally, I feel like sometimes there's so much content out there already. How can I possibly say anything new? Um, right. Like, am I fighting for this tiny little scrap that's not even worth fighting for? What do you think about that? Like in terms of the Google, yeah, Google. in terms of search and like being found and saying like I don't want to just rewrite the number one article and do a little bit better. I want to have some original thoughts here. Like, how do we, how do we think about thought leadership and, um, you know, the uniqueness of our business and wrap that all up in SEO in a way that makes us feel like we're not just regurgitating what's already out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I kind of feel like that argument, like that SEO is saturated, which I've heard yeah, is kind yeah. of, it's like on a lot of platforms, I've heard that, like, I've heard people say, oh, social media is saturated. Like, it's all like, everybody's everywhere. And you can see it as something to work against, or you can just see it as, hey, there's more people online, there's more opportunities, there's more opportunities to be found by the right people who need to hear it my way. So I don't think it's about being unique and necessarily like for example for me like when I teach about SEO the principles are similar to what everybody else teaches but it's the reason people read my site and my vibe is because they appreciate my way of saying it my examples my client stories my personal stories and that's also what Google is looking for um, more and more um, like you said there's a lot of content being published every day I don't know how many websites are published every day you know and so that can feel intimidating. But the idea is that Google wants you to share your experience, your authoritativeness, 
Like, what is, why are you talking about this? Like, tell us about your story. And that's what Google's going to rank that experience and that kind of like that personal experience. Um, and even if you're getting started, you can still share that too. So I think that's the key. And if you focus on that, suddenly maybe you're not worrying about sounding like anybody else, right? You're just doing it your way and you're evolving with that over time. And especially if probably you have like a high ticket item. You don't need 10,000 clients to find you. You need a handful of really great, great clients or, you know, even a hundred clients who really love you and can grow and, you know, follow you as your prices increase or, you know, as your offers change and refer you. So, exactly. and they might, now that I'm thinking about it, people phrase things all kinds of different ways. Yeah. Very few people are going to search the exact same thing as you when they search. Yeah. There's, so this number I do know, there's 8.5 billion searches every day. And so that's my like, I remind myself of that every day because I'm like, if I even have a 0.0001 percentage on that, you know, if I can get in on some of those, like I yeah. am more than fine in my business. Now, yeah, some of those searches are kind of like branded searches, like someone searching, like what's Robert De Niro's height or something like yeah. that. Like those kind of things we don't care about is, you know, biz unless you're a, I don't know, if you're like a celebrity reporter, I mean, maybe. Um, but um, I think it's about finding the searches that are connected to your your profitability or, or just connected to your audience's needs. Um, and so having them help, helping those people and connecting with what, what you want to help them with is going to be part of what you're doing in SEO. But the good news is that, and this is a big differentiating factor if we compare SEO to social media or other types of marketing, is that that person is kind of already ready to work with you in many cases. And you can really tap into different parts of that user journey. So whether they're discovering the solution to their problem, whether they're ready to buy and they're like, I'm looking for a course, I'm looking for a membership, I'm looking for a podcast. Um, and so you can, again, it's so different than other channels because you've got so much information of like where they're at in their journey and you can speak to that really directly. So it's not only more evergreen because it's staying in one place and it's, I mean, stuff on social disappears so quickly. Instagram's insane. Twitter's insane. I can't even keep up with, what's that latest one that mimics Twitter? I got, uh, I got on there for like, thread. I got on there thread. for like five seconds and I was like, ah, thread. too much. <laughs> but yeah. not only that, when, so you're saying when people <clears throat> do find you via search, they're much closer in the, the like customer journey to grabbing their wallet than they are mm -hmm. when it's like, you don't have to sell so much. You just need to give them the information that they need. Um, you don't yeah. have to be all, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with social, but um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think where we're going with it, right, is that people sometimes think that SEO is too difficult or that they're too far. Like I said, we were talking before we hit record, but I said, I feel like I'm like at ground zero on this new project that I'm working on. And you're like, no, you're not at ground zero. Like you're the here, here and here. And I feel better <laughs> about it. I feel like I might actually invest in my SEO now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a different mindset. I even have to remind myself because we're all so trained and kind of like, unfortunately, our brains are kind of like warped with social media. Like we're used to pumping out content every day and we're so many people are so um, burnt out of that cycle. And so to me, SEO is very healing because it's very different. Like, yes, you need to, if you're, you know, when you're starting, you need to be blogging, blah, blah, blah. But once you've kind of got the ball rolling, it's actually very much about going back and optimizing old posts, seeing what's performing better. It's more like tending to your garden. Like you don't rip out all the like plants and start fresh every month. You know, you've got a garden, you prune, you, 
you know, you put like some insect balm on something, you know, it's like, it's, it's so different. And so I think that's why a lot of people get stuck with starting because it does feel like a big investment to start, like just the whole, it's like a big project, but I promise you, it's not instant gratification, but it's, it's a long-term investment. So when you think about it like that, and then you think about, Hey, in a year I have tomatoes every day. Like I've got a sale coming in every day because, you know, multiple sales because someone found me through Google and I'm not doing anything, right? Like I'm not doing anything. When you think about it like that, and I have clients come back to me three, four, five years later, and they're like, you know, that blog post we did five years ago, like that's still on page one of Google and I haven't touched it. And it's like, yeah, that's SEO. So it's, it's a diversification of marketing. I'm laughing because like everything you're saying, it makes so much sense. And like to some degree, I already know this because I used to do a lot of stuff in SEO, but I, I, when it comes to my own business, I struggle and I struggle to show up and I struggle to feel like it's going to be worth it for me. But, but listening Mm -hmm. to you, I'm like, yeah, we have, that's right. That blog will live out there forever, probably, unless I take it down and it will just keep seasoning. And if I keep nurturing it, I don't have to keep writing new content every month. At a Mm -hmm. certain point, I get to go back and nurture and, you know, refresh and kind of tend, like you said, the garden that I've created, Mm -hmm. unless my offers change or things like that, Mm -hmm. something changes and I need to, you know, develop some expertise and some authority in a different area. But um, yeah, we had this, I had this client a long time ago. It was an insurance client and we wrote one of the, one of the, we wrote hundreds and hundreds of blogs for these guys. And after like, I I still have access to their analytics. So I can see (laughs) once in a while how much traffic this one blog post gets. I think it was like top 50 problems in construction or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that one blog was accounted for like 70% of their website traffic. Yeah. And it just keeps like growing and growing. And we went back and refreshed it a few years ago when I was working for them again. And it, because it had dropped down to number two and then it popped right back up to number one. So it's like just a idea. different strategy. And I think it's not about not doing social media. It's about what else are you doing? Um, because there's a lot of people who aren't on social media. Um, and there's a lot of people who don't like the search capabilities and social media aren't the same. Like people are sort of searching. Um, but it's just not the same, right? Like we all think about when we have something going on in our life, like a health issue or a family issue, or, you know, I became a mom recently and I pop my phone open. Like it's 2 a.m. I'm worried about something with my daughter. And so I Googled and then I find these mom moms online through their blog and the long form content where they explain about the teething and the sleep and the blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't do that on Instagram. I wouldn't. And then, you know, I get on this email list and then I'm, you know, I'm actually now looking at hiring a mom who does, um, she kind of like does nervous system healing because the idea is like when you're calm, your child's calm, blah, blah, blah. And so again, it's just a very different relationship. And again, Social media is great and I use it a lot, but how are you diversifying and, and, you know, having people find you through different ways um, and just really targeting them more intimate to me, like finding someone through their site, you know, it's just a very different experience. It sounds a lot to me like you're, t- you're promoting a quality over quantity approach, which I think is probably really smart, especially now with AI. How do you, how do you feel about all the chat GPT stuff? And, you know, you mentioned we really have to have our personalities come through and we have to write something that's unique and really expresses who we are so that people land on our stuff and read it because it's unique mm-hmm. and it shows who we are. Um, how do you, how do you talk? How do you feel about incorporating 
AI into that process? And uh, how should we think about that? Yeah, I think it's an incredible tool. But remember, again, humans um, want to connect with other humans, right? When we use AI, um, and, and I'll talk about how you can use it inside your SEO processes, but I, I just want to mention that a lot of people, like, I don't know, have been threatened by this AI thing, right? For different reasons. But Google specifically has repeated, and it's been years since this AI thing, they've been talking about it, like coming, is this EEAT idea which is expertise, um, experience, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. So this is how we kind of get around the AI thing because Google says that they can actually detect AI content. Um, and so how are we as humans talking about our experience, our, our authoritativeness, our expertise, our trustworthiness? Um, and so that's what you want to infuse into your content. And so using AI, something like ChatGPT as a tool is great for looking for keywords, creating content outlines, writing content, like write, you can ask it to write a content uh, piece for you. If that helps you, and I've been using it personally for a lot of these things as well, but I always go back and I always rewrite and I'm, you know, I, I make it mine, right? So it's not going to replace you. It's not going to replace yeah. your voice. It needs to be a tool. And so you have to find ways to help it, help you. Like if you don't find it helpful to start with chat GPT, don't force yourself to use it. Um, but it can, it can be helpful to like jumpstart that process. Cause a lot of people feel stuck with writing or with maybe like just getting that initial outline out. Um, so that they kind of have a guide to write. Feels to. like it would be most helpful for coming up with like keywords and topics and variations of things. Um, and like conceptually like that rather than the actual writing part. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think you just, I, I don't want to like put, um, guidelines around like within my SEO course and the membership, I have a chat GPT training where I show people, okay, these are like the prompts you can use it for and stuff. But I also feel like we've been talking about create, like writing is such a creative process. And I don't want people to feel like they already feel really sometimes boxed in by their keywords. And so I'm constantly talking about like, just write what's on your heart. Like that's going to rank. Like I've had clients who are like, I feel like writing about this and I'm like, just write about it. We'll optimize it later. And it ends up ranking because they're on the forefront of what their clients are searching for. So the keyword stuff and the chat GPT stuff, it's going to help you if you're feeling stuck around what to write about, but you still should write about what you feel like writing about because you know your clients best, right? And it shouldn't be the other way around. It shouldn't be like chat GPT like is God or something and it's telling you what to write. You know? So what I'm hearing you say is you can have, you can write heart-centered content and still rank. And it's Absolutely. like, so you're, you're promoting like a heart-centered approach to SEO, which I'm all about. And you mentioned your membership. Uh, what's your membership called? Do you have an SEO membership? Yeah, it's called SEO Season Society. Nice. And you, how, who are the people that would benefit most from your membership? And kind of like, tell me a little bit about what you're doing inside of there and what's, what's happening that's helping people and how it's helping and all that. Yeah. So we've got a lot of um, hands-on sessions where we're actually writing, like we have a monthly community writing session where we sit down and we write SEO content. Um, we also have a working session. So each month we have a theme. Um, so for example, this month we're focusing on on-page SEO. So we're going to have a working session where we we do that. We tweak our title tags and our meta tags and, you know, just make them the best they can be. Um, but yeah, so just quickly before I talk more about the membership, I just want to comment on what you said, like the heart centered thing. It can work both ways. So I feel like a lot of people 
want to do all SEO content, like in terms of like, okay, there's this keyword, I'm going to write about that. Or they're like, I just feel like writing about this and I'm just going to write about it. So you can separate it like that. And you could have a goal of like each month, I want to do the keyword and then I'm going to just write about what I want to write about. Or you can find a way to kind of combo it where you want to write about something. Let's see if there's a keyword that matches that. If there isn't, doesn't matter. I'm going to write about it anyway. Um, because the keyword data is is pulling from different sources. And sometimes it's actually delayed. Um, and that's where I've had these cases where clients are kind of pre not predicting, they're like in contact with their clients. And so they know what's kind of coming up. And so we don't see that data yet, but it's still a keyword, a potential keyword. Um, so that's why I think it's funny when it's it's not super funny. But anyway, I find it frustrating because it, people are so obsessed with just the keywords that are like high volume and low competition or whatever. When it's like, well, what do you feel like writing about what's important? What needs to be on your site? Like forget about your keywords for a second. Um, and that doesn't sound very SEO. No, but friendly content, <laughs> I want to tell you, but, you a quick, I want to tell you a funny quick story because it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Like, oh God, this would have been like 12 or 13 years ago, back when people were still keyword stuffing and all of that nonsense. I wanted to learn about SEO. So I applied for this SEO job and I, he called me and had like this phone interview. And like mm -hmm. the first question out of his mouth was, so if you were working for, uh, if you had a client who was a plumber or something like that, and you wanted to figure out what to write about, um, and maybe this isn't the best example because he's that would be like a lot of local SEO. But right. if you had a client, how would you figure out what to write about? And I'm like, well, I would figure out what their client's problems are and I would write blogs that solve the problem, that help right. them understand and solve the problem. And he's all, eh, wrong answer. What's funny is that's kind of the answer now. Like <laughs> maybe then it wasn't, maybe then I should have gone to like SEMrush and I should have like, dur, 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 dur. but there is a definite like transition I'm hearing from you to what yeah. I have always felt like it should be, which is like solving the problem, helping people understand how you can help them solve the problem. Yeah, Google's smart. Like this whole thing with keyword stuffing, like, or like the other question that always makes me laugh. And I did a, po a podcast episode is like, how long should my blog be? And I pulled up some data on the episode because it's true. Like if we look at like data and we look at average blog posts that are on page one of Google, most of them are like 1500 to 2000 words, maybe even longer. However, I've had clients who have 500 word blog posts that are on the first page of Google. And so this idea of like, I have to sit down and I have to write at least a thousand words. Google's not counting the words on your page. They're not counting. Okay. One, two, three, four, like, oh, they're 2000. We can rank them. They're looking at how you're how the visitors are interacting with that page and they're looking if it's valuable are people sticking around on that page are they coming back to that page are they you know spending time on that page um if they are then hey it's probably helping people and so instead of worrying about word count why don't we worry about is this actually helping someone like is this you know in my expertise for me to talk about this how can i bring storytelling or case studies or images, examples that would help my client? Like, how can I blow my client's mind with this blog post so much that they share it with their people? They bookmark it. They look at it multiple times. Like it's something that's really impacting them. Um, and then eventually maybe it does turn into a 2000 word blog post, but to start, maybe the goal is like, what am I writing about this? Like, how can I make it like maybe a five paragraph thing that I can just publish today and get it out there and then slowly build at it over time. So again, it's a very different strategy and the perfectionist thing comes up for sure for a lot of clients where it's like, oh, I need to make it perfect on the first publish. No, 
Like just what's the first version of this? Get yeah, it out there. I have it. I've definitely experienced that since I've written for other people because you're turning something in and there's an expectation and they're, they're yeah. paying you and all that. But so in your, so, okay. I love that because take some of the pressure off. Um, but then in your community, do you cover looking at the analytics and knowing when to go back and how, like, cause I mean, if you're looking at your analytics, and you don't know what you're looking for, that's enough to just make you want to run away, period. So yeah. <laughs> like you help understand like what are the few little things we really need to focus on and how much time should we invest in that? Because um, it could, you know, you get lost enough, it could feel like a full-time job. And then you yeah, walk away, yeah. you still don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> I, I compare looking at Google Analytics or the Search Console, which is another tool we use a lot, um, <clears throat> kind of like looking at your finances, right? And that's why we all work with accountants, right? Because numbers, unless you're an accountant, you don't really like looking at things. I mean, it, it, it can feel like, should I, is this good? Is this bad? Like, what am I looking at? Right. Um, and so that's a good analogy because once you look at your, your Google analytics over and over, you start to neutralize it a little bit and curiosity starts to creep in. And so you're able to start to take action from these numbers. Doesn't matter what they are, right? Whether you're on ground zero, as you said, um, or if you've been, if your site's been up for a few years, but you haven't really done SEO or if you've been doing SEO intentionally for a few years and you're like more advanced, I guess, in, in what you want to do. So what we do in the membership is, um, as part of the membership, you get access to an SEO course that teaches you a simple four-step methodology around SEO. And this is uh, the, the strategy is very much based on keywords and content creation because that's the area I feel is easier <clears throat> to take action on, even though there are modules later around technical SEO and um, authority building or backlinking. Those come later. And then you also get access to a course I have called Google Analytics 101 for business owners. And that's um, a high-level course that teaches you three reports in Google Analytics that um, every business owner needs to understand and know. Just like you don't ignore your finances, you don't ignore your taxes, you need to know how your website's performing, where you're getting your traffic from, what, how's your marketing performing, like what's happening. <laughs> um, kind of want to buy my VAs, like, and everybody's VA, a membership to this, to your membership, so that like, yeah. we're not the only ones doing it. But I interrupted you. I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, and the last thing I wanted to mention is that then we also have a quarterly planning session. And in that session, we look at our data together. And I share my screen and I'm like, this is what I look at. Like, I kind of make it dynamic. And then I also open it up to um, the Q&A call, maybe not in that call, but in a, we have another Q&A call where people can also share their data if they're comfortable. Um, and I also give the option to, because I know for a lot of VAs, as you mentioned, and service providers, they can't share their clients' data. So what you can do is actually share it privately with me, but then we bring it to the call with that context and I can share the learnings with the community. Mm. Um, so the idea is that there's kind of these like weekly, monthly rhythms that's why it's called SEO Season Society. It's this idea of rhythms where we're looking at our data consistently. We're using it to empower us in our business and create good opportunities, good decisions, creativity, um, and propel us forward and not hold us back um, with that information. It sounds like you're making it manageable and approachable 
And I love the seasonality part of it. Yeah. Like we were talking before, again, before we hit, we talked for like almost an hour before we hit record. <laughs> but we were talking about the cyclical kind of way that we are as women and people in general too. And business, we go through cycles in business too. So, you know, I like the idea that you're kind of nodding, giving a nod to that and respecting that in us. Yeah. Yeah. My idea is that, um, and I'm actually thinking in December of kind of pausing the membership and being like, this month, we're not doing anything. <laughs> like, I'm not letting you guys like if you want to work on your SEO I know for some December is really busy but like I just love this idea is come of the I love the idea of coming together as a community working on this stuff together learning together and taking um all these tools and and having them be kind of like these touch points that you can come back to and be like okay like how are people finding me where am I getting my sales from where am I getting my email you know subscribers from and just breaking it down from there yeah I love that you you know maybe December is the month that you guys focus on mental health and well-being and staying strong so you can do SEO more next year <laughs> taking Absolutely, a breath. Yes. yeah I yeah. love that um well, who, so who are your ideal members? Who's going to get the most out of this membership? Yeah, so definitely service providers. So if you are um, a web developer, a web designer, a virtual assistant, a Pinterest expert, um, this is a great opportunity to integrate some SEO concepts into your current services. And I've had a lot of my students eventually offer SEO services. And so part of that membership space, we also, I give them feedback on the services. Um, and oh, nice. we, we talk about how to just sell SEO. I actually have a training. <clears throat> it's a bonus training that you get access to that teaches you what you can offer as a VA in terms of SEO to your clients and how to get started with that. So that's the ideal. But if you are a business owner who just wants to learn this stuff for yourself as well, and it's also just great if you are eventually thinking of hiring this out, just to know the basics or, you know, you have access to this and you can share it with your team. Uh, so it's really, it's, I'm, I keep it simple, but it also expands with how deep you want to go. So there are more advanced modules. Like I said, there's a technical SEO module where there are longer trainings and we get into like more of what a website looks like in terms of the technical stuff. Um, and then the authority building module, that's part of the initial methodology. But then I'm looking to build that out more because it does get more advanced. Like how do we have other sites mentioning us and pitching us actively? But that's going to change the game as well, because I feel like that gets missed a lot with SEO. It's all about your site when it's like, yeah, but your site's an island. It doesn't matter how many keywords you put in there, like no one's going to find you. Um, so it's all there, but I, I, I try and keep it simple so people can get started and then build from from that. Yeah, it's it's it, SEO is one of those things that not only is it intimidating at first, or if you're a business owner, and you have all kinds of other stuff to do and you think that it's just going to take away too much time or too long or whatever, right. you're just dumping everything into other things, but also just showing up and getting started. So you're providing a little bit of accountability, making it friendly and easy to get started with so that you can start building that kind of value that mm -hmm. is going, that it really is going to pay off long-term. I mean, people are just yeah. going to come to you eventually when they find you. I love it. If you do want to take it to that next level and, you know, really get into it, it sounds like it's really, it could be really robust if you wanted to dig into it, if you want to nerd out on it. Yeah. I, the garden analogy is the best, like, because you think about that and there's, you know, if you're planting a tree, you don't expect it to give you fruit tomorrow. But if you think about that tree is going to last years and years 
years and years, it can be just such a relief going through different seasons of your business. If you do go through a season of just needing to work less or, or even working more, right? Like whatever it is, it's like, it can benefit you. Um, and it just, again, diversifies because you have complete control of your website, but these social platforms, again, not to bash on any of them because I'm a very active Instagram user, um, but they can be volatile at times. And so you need to think about how are you, your business is this incredible asset and you never want to put all your eggs into one basket in terms of how you have people find you. Uh, and you can start small with SEO. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It could just be like, you know, one blog a month or even one every two months, like that's totally fine. Like I prefer clients start there because that like, it's just that retirement account, you know, it's like a little bit at all the time. And then in two years, you're going to be like, oh, wow, I've got like, you know, 40 blog posts or whatever. And some of them are already ranking and some of them are bringing me newsletter, like newsletter signups and some of them are bringing me sales. Like that's how you start. It is kind of cool to look back after a, a while and be like, whoa, look at like, look how that's accumulated. It's like exactly. checking my stocks. Like, yeah, oh my gosh, don't things. check it every day, but check it <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So if somebody did, that's a great, I love your membership and I'm so excited to share this with people because I think it's really, it's so needed right now. And if someone wants to get started and join your membership, where would they find it? So um, we have to get you an affiliate link, Cara. <laughs> um, but you can go to my site, digitalbloomiq.com. And there you have access to the, yeah, you just go under services. There's membership, SEO membership, SEO season society. Um, and there you can also see the SEO course and my blog has a bunch of information as well. Um, and the podcast does. So wherever you are, like if you're not ready to invest, there's also a bunch of free stuff on there to kind of get started. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. mention, mention the, uh, your podcast briefly too, because like you said, that's a really great resource. You've got a ton of information on there too. Yeah. The podcast is called Digi the digitally overwhelmed podcast. The conversation with you, Cara, is really good. Actually, it's getting a lot of hits, FYI. I was looking at oh, the numbers sweet. today. That was fun. <laughs> I know. I was after I after a little while I started having like imposter syndrome and I was like, I don't know what the I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I should just shut up. And then I went back and listened to that episode again and I was like, no, I I do. I'm good. Okay. 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 So that was very valuable to me just on a personal level, just FYI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, um that podcast is just so it's so personal to me. Um and also really great for SEO. Um but yeah, my site digitalbloomiq.com has everything awesome. um, and you can you can get all that that stuff there. I love it. I'm so glad you came to talk to me today and we got a nice robust chat before and during. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, me too. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. I'll put all those links in the show notes and um, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. And there you have it. Another inspiring conversation with another amazing woman entrepreneur. Before you go, a heartfelt thank you for being part of the Ravel family. Your support means the world. And if you like what you heard, please consider giving your fellow entrepreneur a virtual hug by sharing this episode on social or with a friend. See you next time.